Welcome to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Do you ever wonder what everything means in your life? We each have a uniquely defined path led by a higher power with a wealth of messages that are ours alone to interpret. Your host, Barbara Cook, has followed these messages from a very young age. Now she is ready to enlighten you with what she has learned and help you find the messages that are right for you by sharing the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Now, here is Barbara Cook. Hi, it's Barbara Cook, and it's Tuesday. Thanks for joining me again today. Um, the show is about, uh, this week, um, swinging on a star. Uh, today, um, it's an interesting day because I'm able to do a, a show that um, I've been wanting to do for a few weeks now, and I'm glad that uh, you're with me. I wanted to explain a few things from the past and explain how great the world can be when it appears to be otherwise. So um, the point is that when you are swinging on a star, you need not know where you are. Just trust in the journey and swing. And so that is about what I've been doing in the last several weeks I wanted to share. Um, It was kind of interesting how I've been doing shows on what happens when everything goes right and uh, then it takes a turn and life changes and you just keep trusting and you keep um, following what you know to be true. And uh, that's what I've been doing, walking my talk. And it's been very difficult. So um, today I'm going to share a little story with you. And it starts um, to tell the story actually from there to here. It happened several weeks ago. And um, I'm all mixed up a little bit, but I hope that you'll follow through with me. I'm just getting over pneumonia also, which came up as a part of that several weeks. So I'm trying to bear with that as well. So if I'm clearing my throat a little bit, again, I think the show will be worth it. So we we go on to talk about um, putting um, your word out there, your faith out there, and your trust out there as we're talking about the Christ promises. Well, the Christ promises I've been living forever. Auditory is a young child. And now we are experiencing the very breath of it. I had this all written down perfectly for me to read, but it appears that I'm not going to be able to do that. So let's just tell the story. Um, it was a few weeks about, uh, ago, and uh, life changed drastically. Um, um, my work has always been about relationships and helping relationships and um, get, getting other people through their tragedies and sorrows. And boy, did I have to ever go back on that, some, some of that stuff I had learned and, and uh, talked about. So today, this is a show that I want to talk about um, uh, why I need a 10-week sabbatical and why I'll see you in a, in a few more weeks, because it seems that um, uh, I have a lot to, to learn about this, and uh, I'll be leaving for a little bit to do some work that I do have to do to get through this. But right now, I'm in the journey, and that gets me to the next level. So unexpected and a big surprise that happened um, that felt like destiny, even though it was just so horrible. And I thought, well, my goodness, does God actually set us up for something as serious as death? Well, here's the story of this section of life for me. And my true love that God forced me to love, unwilling, as I was a, a wild horse to a bridle, I was not about to be in another relationship. I was done. All those years ago, done. But this wonderful, authentic, honorable man comes into my life. 
um, about 17 years ago. Um, I had a single life, loved it, and would not make the switch. But after a few years, I just couldn't stand it anymore, and we decided, okay, let's do this. And it was great. Don't even have to talk about it after that. He had his life. I had mine. We met in the middle. It was just great. Never to be uh, discussed again because those are all wonderful private things that make it even better when you keep your life private. It just makes it even better. So here I am talking openly about something. And so when I heard the doctor say, um, uh, metastasized, I I thought, oh, well, <laughs> oh, no. And... Because I'm auditory and I can hear the other side talking, the doctor is saying metastasize and tells me the different organs that my um, <clears throat> significant other all of a sudden has. No sickness, no nothing. He just has metastasized cancer in most of his body and bone cancer, which brought us to the doctor with broken bones. He's out four-wheeling, comes home with broken bones. So um, we tried to make it laughable, you know, because um, what are you going to do? So we had to make it all laughable, and we walked our way right up to the top. And um, it's, it's quite a story to tell, and, I, and I'd like to share briefly, I'll just do a little bit on it. No sadness, because we laughed our way through it, um, and now I'll deal with the sorrow, and that's why I need a little bit of a sabbatical. But it was wonderful and challenging, um, but we, we did a good job of it together. And so now... Um, after that, we wake up in the morning. We go home. What are you going to do? You're in shock, right? You're absolutely in shock. And you go home, and he wakes up in the morning, and he looks at me. And he says, I want to get married. And I said, to who? And we just, we couldn't even laugh. We just, you know, got a, a smile on our faces, and, and we decided, yeah, we better get married. And we, we thought we had a little longer, but it wasn't. It was just, you know, um, a short time. So then another bone broke, and so we went into, uh, within a day or so, we go back to the hospital, and we decide um, this isn't going to be a long <laughs> marriage, and so uh, we had a wedding. Oh, yeah. We had a wedding in ER. Oh, how exciting. He's on uh, morphine and just loved it. He recommends it for everybody before they get married, and so the doctors all loved that. And so they came into just 15 to 18 doctors, nurses, personnel, came into the emergency room and um, was witnessed our wedding. And it, it was, you know, about as good as it can be in an emergency room. They made it great. They did all the right things and uh, really made it uh, wonderful. He gets married in his sweatshirt and, and I in just an old regular top and, and delighted to, to, to be it. And so we um, got the honeymoon suite at the main medical center that night and um, honeymooned in hospice and had um, three or four days that were quite nice. I really do recommend morphine for most of my husbands. Um, it really opens them up to let them know that they can say all the things they ever wanted to say and never did. It was, it was just lovely, actually. And we had those days and times together that were great. Um, that was that phase of, of my life um, seven weeks ago. Husband of eight days. And um, so I, I, you know, I'm auditory. So um, when I did hear him after he passed, um, I said, well, that's not you, you know. <laughs> I can't be fooled, but it was. Because, you know, when you pass, and I hope I'm speaking to other people. I hope I, I prayed, and I asked the Lord to bring in the people who need to hear what I'm going to say and to help me. I haven't been doing so well so far, but it will get better. <laughs> um, 
I, I pray today, and I ask for the people tuning in to stumble upon me or those who watch me all the time, call a friend and say, you turn it on, you've got to hear what she's talking about, because this grief stuff is amazing. And I just certainly thought I would be exempt from all of this, right? I mean, I know so much. I thought I would be exempt. I know where he is. I mean, he's swinging on a star. I'm back here, you know, handling all the stuff that's been left behind. And but I hear him. And on the most important days, when it's so hard and so tough, I hear it. And I want to share some of that stuff with other people who have lost. Look at the people that we have lost in the past year from COVID. I mean, people were just taken away and wheeled away and never came back. No last words. We were so grateful. We prayed and we were so grateful. We had eight days. And we could. And he was planning a party. Oh, yes. He was planning a party for um, all the friends that had died um, before him. And um, I heard him on the phone talking to a friend of his, and he said, don't forget Victoria. Oh, yeah, Victoria. An old girlfriend they both had, an old girlfriend. (laughs) And so they're talking about getting together with these uh, old friends and schoolmates. And um, so he was in a great place when he passed. And um, it was all good, so I don't have any sadness over any of that. It's just the, the missing him forever is the part that I'm dealing with. And and I'm doing all right from time to time. And I thought I could at least pull it together for an hour. And that's what I plan to do. So in this about cremation, right, I was having a hard, hard time with the cremation day. And um, sitting there like in a fog, like I spent three weeks in a fog. I mean, I had never known that would happen. I did not know that would is what happened, you know. And and I'm an automatic writer. That means my hand will just take off if there's a pencil and pen around and write. And I wrote that, uh, isn't it silly about people down there, how they attach so much to the ashes? And I stopped writing and I looked over to see what I was writing. And gosh, I felt so good. I felt so good because, of course, it's ridiculous. Of course it is. All our best memories are of heart, not of ashes. And so. Um, a few days later, we picked up the ashes, my older sister and I, and she carries them for me. And she says, God, these are heavy. I says, I told him to lose weight. And we laughed because we found, you know, we had to laugh about anything that we possibly could to keep the level of balance. You know when I'm always telling you to be balanced? Find your balance. Well, that's what I mean. Um, it's not that you're avoiding anything. It's just that you're you're trying to maintain so you can find your balance and move to the next step. So in these times, that was so, I was so grateful for people who could do this with me and, um, and, and speak the truth without the sadness. So um, that was all very, very good. You know, the sad day, you know, I'm just moping, wondering, you know, how long is forever anyway, by the way, because like, you know, he's got stuff to do around the yard. You know, I'm not going to be left with this garage full of stuff. What do I do with all this stuff? He's got to come back and he's got to take care of this stuff. All this nonsense, you think. But it helps you get through. And so now, seven weeks later, I'm kind of getting the hang of it. But in those weeks, I, I went and got pneumonia. So isn't that not good? But it was actually better than the grieving. But I wanted to, again, get back to just a, a quick one about how many people out there do I suddenly have a big heart for who have lost their loved ones? 
and a much worse way than I did through, through all of this COVID. So many people died without saying goodbye, without having last words, and are grieving. And I wanted to do a whole show on the um, the upside of grieving because there's nothing anybody can do for you. I mean, that's something that you do alone. It's that journey you take alone. And um, other people trying to help is actually quite maddening. Um, and so you just try and be as kind as you can and say thank you anyway. Um, but to address these other people too, um, it, it saddened me deeply to imagine the way people are, are trying to get their lives together a year later and are not because they didn't have the last conversations that really people should be able to have. And so I would like to put myself together where I would be a little more authentic, which I pride myself in, other than right now. I think I need to take my time and, and find out what's happened to me because everything has changed. And uh, my sister said something that said, you know, a grief changes us, but so does love. It changes us as much as love does. And today I spoke with her, and, you know, she, she was so comforting. Didn't mean to be, but it was comforting because it was giving me permission to do it my way and not someone else's way, and not be expected to act in any particular way. So that's what I want to do, and come back and really do a nice something for grieving, just one show, to just help people um, as the way I have been helped and will be helped even further, because it's a deep thing. It doesn't end just because, you know, I come back and, and start talking again. The grieving doesn't stop. My sister's been grieving, not badly, but she says it doesn't stop. It, it, you just, you know, you fill the hole. Somehow, somewhere, you fill a hole. That's all. It doesn't stop. But we keep believing, and the faith gets even deeper because you understand what death is not. And that is a very good thing. All of a sudden, we have the design to choose a better thought system than what has been given to us about these very serious matters. And we can help one another by just a a few one-liners here and there that helped them through their way and get them to where they cared about anything anymore. And when you get to where you care again about anything, you're you're on your way to a healing. For me, I was in shock for three weeks, three weeks in fog. And I didn't know that, of course, but when it wore off, it was even worse. So now you get no buffer. <laughs> you know, you're not, you have no fog. So things are very, very clear, and it was worse. So get the help where it's given. Do it your way. Uh, love as much as you can through this. I watched all sorts of love stories. I watched anything that would open my heart and cause me to care about anything. And it helps. When we get there and you begin to see that, you know, I got this, I've got this, I can do this. That's when um, I want to go out and help others because by helping others is how I find that I, I get helped myself. So in my life in the past, I just wanted to do, you know, 
one thing. Um, after I knew about how great God was after I died and after um, I learned so much about my death, and don't forget, each one is different. I mean, I mean, your death is prepared for you the way in which you believe. So you're going to get what you expect. So make sure you plan a good party or you plan to meet him on the side or Jesus on the side or however you um, are. Um, and you expect and you desire. Uh, he does it because it's the easiest way passing. Like I told my new husband, honey, it's, it's uh, like throwing your clothes on the chair and climbing into bed. You're still there in bed, but your clothes are on the floor. You're still you. And that part helped him a bit. He was unafraid, and that was the best part about all of that. He was unafraid. He was planning a party. That's one of the last things he said, him that um, morphine, I would be able to speak to him about 15 seconds every three and a half hours when it began to wear off. And he looked up to my daughter standing there next to him. He says, smiled, and said, I'm going to a party. And he did. And it was just a few hours after that. And it was blessed. So when the doctor said metastasized, and I heard a beautiful death, that's how I heard it, a beautiful death. I said, okay, that's what we'll have. And it was, and it was a beautiful death. And that's the story. So a lot more, and it was good, and it was funny. So I'm going to um, talk about other things upscale, but I needed you to know a little bit of the story so that we could go from there, and I could grow from there. We'll take a break. Uh, I hope you'll find it interesting, too, when we get back from this break. Thanks for being with me and staying with me. See you in a minute. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Make a personal connection with Barbara. It's not for sissies. But if you're on the fence and ready for the change, she can help you. Email barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. Barbara is a self-proclaimed results junkie, also called a spiritual therapist. Barbara's sessions are just $95 for a half-hour session, although they may run longer because she wants to complete the work with her clients. Instead of being on a rigid schedule, Barbara has enough love for everyone. Email her today at barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Christ is Right, not for sissies. We always invite you to share your stories, comments, and questions with us by phone during the live show or by email. Call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or reach out to Barbara Cook Talk at Outlook.com. Now, back to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Hi, it's Barbara again, and thanks for uh, staying with me. Um, the Christ is right, not for sissies is right. I sure have been through that not for sissies part lately. So, uh, But it's nice because, you know, I keep following what I know, and it works. So one of the things that I um, wanted to share, because I thought it was pretty important in any situation, good or bad, was let things happen. Instead of uh, making things happen, which we're told to do, you know, growing up, be successful, make it happen your way. Um, gosh, that was bad advice because the flow is always easier and simpler and less expensive usually as well. So that's one of the things I am doing more adamantly now. Let things happen instead of making things happen. I'm practicing again. I used to live it all the time, but when you get you know, wrapped up in earthling people and earthlings and uh, the way they think. You kind of have to conform a little bit to be able to get along out there, go along to get along in that way. And sometimes you can lose yourself in it. But when I get down to it, boy, I go back to what I know. And that is to go with the flow, let things happen. They're going to happen exactly as they're planned by a higher power than you. And things go easily. So that is is helpful for me. And I hope it's helpful to be reminded um, that it would be helpful for you too. Um, So I can um, let you practice you know, what I know, or I can live um, like the earthlings do with only the availability of outcomes that of science and earth, gravity, you know, etc. what that can offer. But when I live in my world, then I can choose to accept the heavenly outlooks on the way things come out and choose to be who I want to be. And, and how it is, and when I make that choice, the heavens open up and flow me into the current of what it is I'm asking for. And the beauty of asking for something that I had learned many, many years ago was after I said, here's what I want, here's what I choose, here's what you can help me with, was to say, or spoil me, you can do it your way, you can just use me. And do it your way, because your way has always been far better than mine. And I choose your way. And so I do that now, even even now, um, because it works. And so when I try not to cry, you know, I'm trying not to cry, I try not to bother people. I like being alone, so I wasn't really bothering anyone. But, like, you know, we're taught not to cry and don't let it go and be in control. And, gosh, you know... When I didn't, I just let it go. And gosh, I was strong for like a day and a half after that. So I had learned, boy, when I feel like crying, I'm going to cry. Thank God I'm alone and such. But my goodness, it was so powerful that 
were we lied to about that too? Were we lied to about, you know, you ought to take control, you ought to be in control? Because, gosh, it, life got easier after that flushing of tears, and I was able to be stable again and think, and it was a blessing. So I am really questioning everything that authority, you know, back in my days, the hippies always said, question authority. Well, I had no idea it meant everything, you know, but it does. We've been lied to so much. And now we are on our own, kids. Look at the world. We are on our own. So hook in to that place you call God. And um, because I've known Jesus my whole life, some people say, oh, you know, have their own opinions about it. But guess what? That's for me. It works. He was like my brother who led me through everything, caught me out of trouble, saved my behind me so many times. And I trust Jesus to get me to where I need to go. And then I, I said, Father, Father in heaven, you mean, spoil me. Let me. I want to be what you say I can be. I want to show everybody that you're true. I want to be what you say I can be. I want to represent your love. And when people see my life go right, they are standing in line. Because, like, I want that, too. I want that, too. And this is how this all started with me teaching 20 years ago, was just telling the stories of what I was thinking and how I let it go. And it's not easy. But it is if you really want the effect. When you had it and you're done, you just want the effects. Show it to me. I want to see that you are telling me the truth. Well, the sad thing about that is you have to act in faith, and then he shows you the truth. Then he shows you what you're asking to see, but you have to step out first, because that's faith. And actually, actually you know, today wasn't, meaning to, say, wasn't uh, meaning to say this, but I think he's waiting for us today. Look what's going on in the world. Everybody says, save us, God, save us, God. God, you do this, God, you do that, you know. And I'm doing the same thing. Save your children who believe in you. Show them that you, they have faith. Show them that you're real. You know what I'm hearing? They need to show me who they are. Step out. Do something. Stand up. I will come under your, wind, your wings like the wind. I will stand behind you when you stand up. And I do believe... That is what he's waiting for. That big power we call he, God, whatever it is, um, the force, (laughs) whatever. I do believe it is about us standing up and then the wind coming in to support us like an army at our back. So I wish I wasn't so old. I would be right there because I am a rebel and I do stand. And I am standing now in many, many facets um, trying to inspire other people to stand who are younger and stronger and more courageous um, we could use a few more courageous people actually out here to to help inspire others. And I like to do it in a spiritual warrior fashion. I've been called that many times before, a spiritual warrior, because I go up against the bad guys in spirit and win. And I know that you have to stand up first. And then the big army of soldiers are behind you of warrior angels. And they get the job done. So... That's what I'm praying for, that uh, we find a mountain of um, courageous people and we get this job done so that we can go back and grow the garden. Because a few years back, I've been told, grow my garden. I'm like, what? Grow my garden. 
Well, I think that's what I'm doing now. I think we're growing a garden. Those people who stumble on the show or heard about it or, or um, directly tune in, thank you. But I think we're about growing the garden in these little simple ways, unprofessional, no rule book, just putting the advice, the promises together, acting on them, and seeing, in fact, if it is not true. Because in you, he works. He, he, he weighs his magic wand, but it's rarely done without working through people. And so if he has no one to work through, what, what do we expect? But if he can work through you, you will get results in ways that you never dreamed of that empower you to such a way that you want to say, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> you don't want that much pressure on your shoulders. It wasn't me. It was like him. Some mighty power came over me, and I was capable. All of a sudden, I was able and I got it done. And you don't even go tell anybody, really, because, like, who is going to believe that? But that is being used by God. And that I loved. And I'm sure he'll use me again. You know, um, he used to use me a lot before I chose this relationship. You know, where are you going to find a man like that, you know, ever, ever, ever again? I, there never was one. And now, you know, but I think that was destiny, too. God wants to use me again. He gave me the taste of love I asked for. And it was grand and great. And it was time for him to go, waiting to go. And destiny happened. And now here I am, ready to be used again by Lord. I'm going to heal a little bit. But I'm going to be a warrior. I was a warrior. I was always not that little bitty angel, you know, smelling flowers, handing a bouquet. I was the warrior. I fought your problems. I fought your troubles. And I got through the, the muddy water <clears throat> with words. I didn't do it for you. It was with words that inspired you and made you courageous and understand the faith that it takes to be who you want to be. How disappointing is it anyway when we get to a place in our life and we're older, I'm older, and how disappointing is it when people my age get to a, to a place where it's like, you know, the dreams didn't happen. You know, the dreams, you know, you had didn't happen. They were so strong, but, but it didn't happen. And it was because, I'm sorry, it's because you didn't lead. You waited for him. He opened the windows, opened the doors, showed you the way, put the path out before you. But you said, no, well, where's the guarantee? I didn't get a guarantee. Is this going to work out okay? Well, he doesn't give you a guarantee. He gives you a promise that if he gets you to it, he'll get you through it. And that was one sign on my desk. All through the years I was working, if he gets you to it, he'll put you, if he puts you to it, he'll get you through it. And that was an honest truth. And so I always dared. And someday I love, I wrote the book about it. And um, I thought I'd be working on it this summer and uh, get it published for fall, but it didn't happen. Um, it's almost finished. But it was about the stories that no one is going to believe. So I wrote them all down. And I made it the book out of it, um, Since I Didn't Die, is the name of it, and The Spiritual Warrior, because all these great things were happening that you can't talk about and you can't tell other people. And I used to say, why are you using me, you know? And the answer was, because you're you're willing. Golly, because I'm willing. I got nothing else to do. You know, I didn't fit into the world out there. I didn't date for eight years, so what are you going to do? You have all this time to work on yourself. 
build businesses, make the world a better place. And those are the things I did. Bought my own flowers, ate by myself, took myself out to nice dinners, watched the moonlight by myself. And it was so rewarding. I recommend it to every woman. Woman, I don't know about men. I have male friends more than female friends. But I recommend it to every woman. Stop relying on him, meaning your significant other, your husband, your boyfriend. Stop relying on him. Go enjoy your own moonlight. And then you'll have something to share with him. Get out there and be who you are. Be strong in yourself. And then you have something in yourself that no man would leave because you are you. You're not a replica of another woman you admire, another person that you're pretending to be. And the same thing for the men. Stand up. Be who you are. Be the individual. You have to wear the clothes that everybody else wears. Be an individual. Think your own thoughts. And you will be the man that she'll never leave. Because there is not another one of you out there. It's lovely. I hope it makes sense to you. I'm an old lady with great advice. And I like the idea that sharing what works. I, you can read books all day long. I can go to lectures all day long and seminars, which I don't do in many, many years, because they weren't authentic. You know, they can write a book on all sorts of things, can't even do what they say they're writing about because they learned it someplace in another book, and they're not even doing or, or living a life like they're recommending you do. So I think in this turned-around world where everything is wrong, everything right is wrong and wrong is right and everything is nuts, be authentic, be yourself, be the wonderful being you came to be because that's who he put here so that he, God, can work through you, for you, for the benefit that you and he talked about before you got here of the things you wanted to do for your own personal soul growth that moves you up the ladder of lights. This is um, what I've been trying to get us to for the few weeks that I was able to talk. Um, I did a few shows right after he passed, and and then the uh, pneumonia set in, and I couldn't uh, do the shows anymore. I wanted to. I certainly had plenty to say, but I, I was coughing and choking and all the things that you do with pneumonia. So... Now I'm on the downside of that and um, have things to say, but I think I need to work on myself a little more because I've changed so much. In the grief, not bad, just changed. And I know God is going to groom me, groom, groom me into something wonderful again because I don't feel wonderful anymore. And how can you teach when you don't feel it? How can I don't want to be like those other speakers. You know, when I speak, I want to touch your heart. I want your heart to know I am authentic and telling the truth and I am saying things that you can act on. That's the speaker I want to be. And I'll come back and I'll be doing that. And soon we will be um, in the beginning of the year. I do believe I'm going to be on the road again if we can get this nonsense underway and people can live their lives again the way they choose. I'm going to be out on the road again um, doing seminars and lectures around the country and um, talking about all of this, not, just not the light medicine that has gone profoundly wonderful out there in the, in the world, almost privately right now, and 
but we are going big. And I want to be able to put my spirituality with it, and I want to be able to show people that it's okay to be a spiritual warrior. God blesses us. Like, he puts anger in us. You know, we're all supposed to be so nice and kind and sweet, and absolutely, I surely agree with that. But we're also, we have anger so that we stop people from doing things that are wrong. And we have been mis, misused and um, brainwashed to think that we have to be politically correct and not say anything like that. But it's wrong. Look where it's gotten us. We need to be able to have a respectful anger and stop somebody from doing something that is wrong. That is who we really are as Americans, as pioneers, as people who love deeply. People who have a compassion like only Americans do. This is who we are. And I want to get out there and I want to be a part of a new growth. I want to be a part of the new growth that shows us how to, how to build something with authenticity. Um, something that doesn't require warning labels. Something that brings the heart into a strength and a courage that no one can put down. Something we can raise our children and grandchildren with because it is time, again, we've made sissies out of everybody. I mean, gosh, men don't even dare me men anymore because the women will belittle them and they haven't been taught how to respectfully say, I'm sorry, this is not your business or however else it will pertain to you. And they let these women walk all over them because they don't know what to say. Well, we need the courage to be able to teach and train respect and honor of yourself, ourselves, women, ourselves, so that we can be that new place in the sun, if you will, that we are to be, building where the grass is green, building where it's hard work and feels great at the end of the day because you look back and you see what mankind can do after being brought to the brink of failure. Look what we can do to rebuild. Because we have a lot of generations ahead, and now with the anti-aging going on, oh, my gosh. Boy, anti-aging is huge. I'm doing it myself, and I'm teaching it when I go out there, and it's possible and doable. But now there's much more out there on this level, so organs even regenerate. So let's talk about this when we get back, okay? One more break. Thanks. We'll talk about regeneration on the way back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Listen for the rewards of volunteering with host Paula Clausen. If you have been considering becoming a volunteer and are not sure where to start, this program will show you how the investment of your time, energy, and belief in making a difference will reap fulfilling rewards. We will also focus on Project Mercy, a volunteer organization that works with poor families living south of our border. Tune in for new episodes every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Make a personal connection with Barbara. It's not for sissies. But if you're on the fence and ready for the change, she can help you. Email barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. Barbara is a self-proclaimed results junkie, also called a spiritual therapist. Barbara's sessions are just $95 for a half-hour session, although they may run longer because she wants to complete the work with her clients. Instead of being on a rigid schedule, Barbara has enough love for everyone. Email her today at barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. We always invite you to share your stories, comments, and questions with us by phone during the live show or by email. Call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141 or reach out to Barbara Cook Talk at Outlook.com. Now, back to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Hey, Not for Sissies is right. Uh, we were talking about agelessness and regeneration, and it's out there, kids. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not, but you go ahead and look up MedBeds. Oh, boy. MedBeds.com. It's already there. It's just like the government running us right now won't let us have it. No, they don't want you getting well. So we can't have it. You will not believe it, and um, you need to read it for yourself to believe it, but MedBeds.com. And it's there already. I have um, friends who are looking to open centers for it, um, and uh, they they can't do it until things change. But in the meantime, um, my work does it as well on a a smaller scale and uh, works very, very well and has been. So it regenerates organs, regenerates um, your, your everything. It's cellular. So it regenerates everything. And when you put your mind to it as well, then we become um, that ageless generation that we are promised. And I, I like aging. B- believe me, I do. Um, I like it a lot because, uh, well, you know so much, you know, and you look back and you can see all the different people in your life that you've seen screw up, come back, screw up again, come back again, and then succeed. So you know that failure really is the way to success. Uh, you learn so much in failure that success is, a, is that, is a, I don't know, which is more important, the success or what you've learned getting to the success. I've seen, you know, all, everything, all sorts of stuff. Like We can go on and on and on. 
children who look like they weren't going to make it, you know, become stars. And I don't mean Hollywood. I mean stars within their own personal acknowledgments and achievements when, when they had nothing to start with and went down the wrong, wrong road, road for 20 years and then came back all with the experience of what not to do that made them successful. It goes on. It's, it's lovely. But, um, so I like being older a lot, um, but I do not like looking older, and I don't. And I don't like um, the aches and pains of old age, which I don't. Um, and I want people to realize that the brain... Um, is a miracle. I think we've spoken about this before. The brain is actually quite a miracle because it is everything. Your consciousness is everything, which is why I've been saying the things I've been saying in all these shows. I hope you go back and listen to them and listen to them until you can memorize them because it will serve you. I've said it in a layman voice so the layman can hear it and, and act on it because it is effective. The brain can kill you or it can make you well. And a good example is is my eight-day husband. You know, he had cancer. He must have had cancer four or five years. And we didn't know. He was taking a leave because he's older like me. And he thought it was just old age aches and pains. And it was like adrenal cancer, bladder cancer, bone cancer, paradinal cancer. And it's like, holy heavens, and you've been living on the leave all this time. You know, come on. But when the doctors said, you know, you're done, he died. Well, wonder if they hadn't said he was done. Would he live a little longer? I think so. I think so. The brain, in its thinking, in its thoughts, um, rules you. That's why I've always been about. Be careful what you're thinking. You know, thoughts are like seeds. Be careful what you're growing. Don't think that if you don't want it in your life. And Jesus says, act as if it already is. So please do. Act on what you do want. Think of the end results when you're looking forward. It doesn't have to be that way. But if you think about what you want instead of what is, you will receive what you want. Because the universe is going to put that together for you as you see it in the end result. I promise. And if you think it's going to hit the fan, then you better get a shield. But if you know you've learned enough that when it appears that it's coming at you, that it's going to go around you because you're, not, you're in the light and it can't touch you. You think differently, you act differently, and it's not attracted to you, the law of attraction. Don't attract what you don't want. And if you, how you do not attract? is you do not think about what you do not want. We're always worrying about, well, wonder if that happens, wonder if that happens, and I suggest you stop wondering. Start thinking in a way that brings the thoughts of what you do want. I mean, I asked for a radio show years ago. I got one, and that was way back in the year 2000. It was over everybody's head about light medicine, and now it's not, but it was back then. And so it went a 13-week show, and, you know, um, a lot of, you know, listenership, but um, nobody understood. So that discontinued, I, you know. 
But I got it because I wanted to share with people. I just kept saying, I want my own show. I want a voice. I want a voice. Well, now all these years later, I said that last year, I want a voice. I want, I need a voice. I stopped working, but I need a voice. People need to hear how they can get there from here. And here we are talking again. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of interruptions in, in this, but I think that's my lessons. It has nothing to do with you. It's all my lessons. And I quite often, when I teach, boy, do I have lessons coming at me left and right because I need to be higher up in the level I'm teaching. And I need to um, surf those waves and win before I go ahead and teach anybody else. And so I understand that. And so I don't usually teach for very long because I get tired of the lessons. It's like, come on, I learned this in many, many layers already. But if you're going to teach, you need to go to the next, up the next, rung up the ladder and teach from there. So that you are authentic. And I ask that. Maybe it wouldn't happen if I don't ask God to keep me authentic. I ask him to keep me authentic. Don't let me get wound up in, in people saying, oh, you're this and you're this and you're this. Because I'm not. It's like that book I had recommended um, a couple of weeks ago, What You Think of Me is None of My Business. Because you think I'm great doesn't make me great. Wish it did, but it doesn't. And if you think I'm terrible, it doesn't make me terrible either. So when we learn that lesson, that's a good lesson to take with you in practice. Remember, what people think of you is none of your business. It doesn't make you it or that. Especially if you do choose to be authentic individual then God will take you, shave the corners off a little bit, sand off the rough edges. It hurts sometimes, like pruning rosebush. But boy, what you get out of that, the sculpture that you get out of that is remarkable. Things start going right all the time. People in your life start shifting and changing to people who are so highly respected by you, not by society, by you. And these people become your friends and your acquaintances, people that are like you, and you accent each other. Oh, quite beautiful. And it's, it's the way life is supposed to be. I do believe if we weren't told how to live, how to think, and what to do, I do believe we would gravitate that way to the top, automatically, all by ourselves. So... In the next few weeks, <clears throat> and I'll see you in about 10, please be with me and put it on your calendar because I'm going to be on fire, girl on fire. So practice, would you please practice some of these things. Um, act in what you know. Um, only think of uh, outcomes you want to happen for you so the universe goes, knows what direction that you're really going in. If you don't think of this and this and that, just think about the end result, where you want to go, they'll do the rest. The end results, all you think of, they all do the rest. So practice, will you? And here's another thing to practice. This is more difficult than anything, though. Practice having nothing on your mind. And you say, what? How can I do that? You know what my life is like? Well, it's like that because you don't practice having nothing on your mind. If you had nothing on your mind, then you would be able to hear like I do. I mean, I call myself mindless, and people get so upset with me because they think I'm very bright. And I say, well, I'm just mindless, which is why I'm very bright, because I hear 
the way to go, what to do, what to say. I hear the way because we are connected. And when you are connected, you too, if you quiet your mind, you practice the mindlessness with nothing on your mind. It's, it's priceless. It is priceless. So when you can hear yourself think, when the inner thoughts of high consciousness alert you to yourself, the who of who you came to be, priceless. Absolutely your joy. Absolutely your best self walking forward. Because now you are guided by the inner self that is you, authentically you. Someone that you're going to be very glad to know that you probably don't know yet, but you will get to know and care for and appreciate, which is why God says, love yourself. Love yourself. And we, of course, have been taught not to love ourselves, right? Who do you think you are? Only one in the world? Who do you think you are? Well, don't ask me that question today. You'll be a surprise because I think I am it because God said so. And I like to do good things for other people because it makes me feel good. And <clears throat> I like feeling good. And when I'm doing his work, I feel particularly good because I know people I don't even know are going to be served and helped and they in return are going to serve and help others. And and that is the pebble in the pond. And that is, you know, uh, what I call turning the wheels of life. So that's what we do. We turn the wheels of life. You know how many times it says in the Bible uh, to be joyous and happy? 2,500. Yeah, I read that someplace. 2,500 times. 146 times it says to remember. So... Thank you for being with me, and I'm sure glad I was able to get through this hour. Let's talk again. You can write to me. You have my phone numbers, emails. You can call. You can write, and I am here, and I am available, and I love working or helping you. Um, So you do that, and I will see you in a few weeks. Um, Stay tuned. Put it on your calendar, 10 weeks. And I love you all because I feel you. I feel the soul, and I love you all. And I hope and expect that you'll do well in all of this. So I'll say goodbye for right now. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Be sure to join your host, Barbara Cook, for another edition of our program next Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next time, notice, enjoy, and embrace the blessings in your life.